Welcome back to another episode of Heart on the Hill. As always, I'm your host, Micah Hart. Now, there's been a lot of things happening this week on Capitol Hill and throughout the country. So, without further ado, let's get into it. First off, I want to update you on a story that has been developing for a little bit of time now. There have been ongoing investigations into classified documents of several politicians, one of them being President Biden. Now, President Biden has been under investigation for a few weeks, few months now. And on Thursday, ABC reported that the FBI had been searching for two days at the University of Delaware into two separate locations as part of their probe. One source told ABC that no new classified materials were found. However, notes were taken that will be reviewed. Now, I think this is a really interesting story just to look at. I mean, I've already talked about this. I want to bring it up again, the importance of integrity in the offices that um, our politicians hold. Every office, I don't care whether you're local office or you are president of the United States, there needs to be some standard of respect and being a good person and I think we've obviously lost that with our leaders on both sides of the aisle I don't want to just call out the Democrats on this I mean classified documents have been found at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home and um, former Vice President Mike Pence's home as well so there's definitely on both sides this issue of I mean where our government, where people in the government lie on things and what they do and how their actions are executed and what, um, really how they interact with, um, legislation and work. And I think it's a really interesting thing to see how our politicians handle things like this. And, you know, honestly, for me, the biggest surprise was with Vice President Pence, but I do, I will say, as I've said, he did, um, allow them to take the materials and stuff. So he was really, willing to work with them, which I do appreciate. And I think others have as well. I mean, I'm appreciative that they are investigating into Biden, who is the current president, but that does bring a lot of concern as well. This is our current president of the United States, and they're finding all of these classified documents at his Delaware home. Now there's, they had to search the University of Delaware. Like, when is this going to stop? When are we going to say, okay, we've gotten as much as there is or is this just this infinite amount of stuff? And when are we going to be able to just look at the stuff and say, well, what is there? What are the implications of this? Where do we go from here? Even with President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence, where do we go from here with their information as well? I think it's definitely a question we're going to have to wrestle, especially given now we're seeing President Trump is running for president in 2024 and Biden hasn't made any like definitive announcements yet but he is eligible and so you could have this reunion of 2020 again and if that happened really how much would this play into it because both of them have it so is it going to turn into picking the better of the two evils in this sense of integrity and I think that's a really interesting thing that we'll have to see play out over the next few years and really what that what the implications of things like this are or if it will just all go under the radar after it's kind of put lower in the news cycle and it will just go away and we won't really talk about it anymore in the election I think it'll be interesting because it's a little bit further out than like normal things would be that will be brought up but it will be interesting to see how debates go and how it plays out in a primary and then in a general election should the two go against each other again. 
America, for a proud America, I am running for President of the United States of America. You just heard it here. She's in the race. It was a great day in South Carolina for Nikki Haley. Haley, the former governor of South Carolina and former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations during the Trump administration, is set to take on her former boss for the 2024 presidential election. Now, the former Trump official said that it is time for new leadership when she was giving her speech in Charleston. And we are more than ready for a new generation to lead us into the future. Haley also took digs at the Biden administration throughout the campaign speech, saying this. Now America is falling behind. Our future is slipping. Our leaders are failing us. And no one embodies that failure more than Joe Biden. Right now, in the greatest country in human history, we have too many families paying too much for groceries. Too, too many mothers searching frantically for baby formula. And too many children who are so far behind in the classroom, they may never get ahead. We have too many small businesses who can't afford rent and too many big businesses getting taxpayer bailouts. We have too much crime on our streets, too many drugs flooding our cities, and too few police and border patrol. Now, I think this is going to be a very interesting race to watch. I'm super excited for the Republican primary. I think it's going to be a big moment for Republicans. I think it's going to show really where the party is moving towards. And I honestly am excited that there are people running who are younger, who are not in their 70s, not in their 80s like Trump and Biden. I think it's good that we have young blood coming in and saying, you know what, they, some leaders who are older have done good, but it's time for a new generation to bring policy forward, to be the leaders that this country and this world needs. And I'm really appreciative for people like Haley who are saying that and saying, you know, yeah, okay, here's what was done, but here's what we're going to do. Here's where we're moving towards as both for her, the Republican Party, but also as the United States of America. And I'm really interested to see this dynamic between her and her former boss. I think we've already seen highlights of it when Haley said a few, a year ago or so probably by now, that she wasn't going to run. And then she kind of really reevaluated everything and said, I'm going to run. We need this young leadership. So I think it'll be interesting to see how all of that plays out and who else enters the race. There has been speculation of Mike Pompeo, um, former Vice President Mike Pence, people like that. Tim Scott's name has been thrown out there, another South Carolinian. So it'll be interesting to see who really enters this race and the implications that that has as well. I mean, Ron DeSantis has been brought up as well. So it will be interesting also to see these poll numbers and how they start playing out even before we get to primary starting because it's pretty significant that when you have such a big field and you have a former president running and then you have a bunch of people who are known as big leaders of the Republican Party who are much younger, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, they represent a younger generation of Republicans. And it will be a fascinating race. And I know I use the word interesting a lot, but that, that's really what it, it comes down to is that there's no other way to describe it. There's going to be... It, it could go so many ways, in my opinion. I think some people 
are of the opinion that if you have more than these two people, you'll end up give, just giving it to Trump. And I think it'll be uh, you. Ha- we have to watch and see because I think there are more. There's more to the American public than some people are giving credit to. That there are there is some want for change. I'm not saying Trump won't win or he will win. I just think there is definitely this. You know, what if there's like. Trump, I don't think Trump has it locked down yet. I don't think he does. And I think there are other very strong candidates who present similar policies to Trump, but are rhetorically much different than the former president. So that will be something to watch as well, especially in debates when we start to see these people really having to go at it with each other because Trump is such a character. Trump has such a boisterous personality and he's willing to be the loudest in the room who's going to stand up and try to compete against that or will they just be taken down and the dynamic between all of the people running will really play out especially with that the fact that there are several people considering or who have been speculated who are trump officials and now we have uh one of them running and announcing nikki haley and i think that will play into it too What's also interesting about this is Haley's now already uh, getting the ground running. She, she's she been in New Hampshire, which is one of the key states, and she did a lot of work during the 2022 midterms. So that's another part of this as well. She has traveled this country. She has worked throughout this country, meeting with candidates in 22, like um, General Bullock in New Hampshire, who now just endorsed her. So there's things like that to play into that a lot of these politicians have traveled the country. They haven't just been in their state. They've already been eyeing Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, states like that, which are early on in the primaries and are key to being a viable candidate. So it'll be interesting to see all that plays out. I mean, also Nikki Haley's already been under attack by Don Lemon on CNN, really calling her out of her prime, which is ridiculous because I mean, you look at other women who run, look at, look at, Hillary Clinton, she was then way out of her prime, according to Don Lemons, um, where women have to be to run for office. If we're using that, then Hillary Clinton was crazily out of that. So it's just ridiculous, that standard that's being put on women, especially Republican women who are running for office. And Nikki is not old. She's in her 50s. She she is in her prime. She is a viable candidate. She is young. She is okay. Like it's she's in her 50s. I just can't explain any more than that. Our our last two presidents have been their 70s. So why would the standard be different for women? It is just ridiculous to me to think that there's that standard, especially, well, on CNN. I mean, you know, could come as a surprise to you, may not. But it's just really upsetting to see that that has been something that she's been met with. It's foolish, in my, uh, in my opinion, that people want to say those things. I mean, look at Margaret Thatcher, who was in her 50s as well. Um when she became a leader. So there's a lot of things to consider, but it's definitely going to be an interesting race. And I'm very excited to see who the Republicans and even who the Democrats put up, because I think that that as well will be a interesting thing to watch with Biden. And if anybody else runs or if it's just a Biden show. According to Politico, two Senate resolutions passed unanimously regarding Chinese balloons entering United States airspace. Passing on Wednesday, the first condemns the Chinese Communist Party and calls for transparency from President Biden. This resolution was submitted by Republican Josh Hawley of Missouri, and it asserts that the United States must 
protect the sovereignty and integrity of United States airspaces from foreign and hostile state actors, especially the People's Republic of China. The other resolution was a bipartisan one, according to the New York Times. Supported by Democrat John Tester of Montana and Republican Susan Collins of Maine, the resolution aimed at calling China out for violating the United States' sovereignty, a resolution that was similar past the House last week. I think this is a really concerning story, what's going on with these balloons that we're seeing pop up throughout the country. It's utterly disgusting, ridiculous, that we're, we are being threatened and being kind of like mocked in a way um, by these balloons just entering our airspace and it's taking us time to pop them and deal with them. It hasn't just been this super rapid response, especially the first one. It t it's taken time and I understand, you know, we need to discuss what is the best option, but also just allowing it to float across our airspace is not okay. It is violating our sovereignty and I'm happy that this was bipartisan, that both sides, Democrats and Republicans and independents came together and said, you know what? This is wrong. This is not okay. We need to fix things. Biden needs to be transparent with us and with the American people. And China needs to be condemned for this because of what they did. They shouldn't be able to get away with this kind of thing that really preys upon the sovereignty of the United States, but also the protections around the United States. It really goes after the United States and her people. It's not against a government. It's against the people of the United States. It's going across several states. It's not just one specific area. And the security threats it possesses, I am really concerned about. And I think that the United States needs to be on guard about it, especially in the future and now looking forward as to how do we go from here? I mean, I think we've also gotten ourselves into the situation where we are dependent on China in some ways with specifically trade and things. Like, we get a lot of our supplies and stuff from China. So it's rather concerning to me to see where we are and where I think we need to go, which is a lot of more American independence, America first, putting American jobs back here, you know? And I think that we're, it's concerning right now, this relationship between us and China. And now we are still, we have a lot of stuff from them. How do we get out of this where we feel like we have to walk on eggshells is what I'm seeing. And I'm concerned about the future for that in that what happens from here? Where do future generations go? Where do future leaders look now as to our relationship with China? It has to change. It does. This violated the United States. You can't be just, we go on as friends from here. We're, we just go on trading with each other, whatever. There needs to be repercussions for what happened. And I don't know exactly how that is done. I think that's obviously a thing policymakers need to discuss is what do we do? Where do we go from here? But it can't just be what we've been doing. It, that, that's that been broken for a long time. I mean, that needs to be fixed. And that's what kind of President Trump was saying. I mean, for as much as I sometimes go at some of his thinking and stuff and his rhetoric, I think that that was a strong point for the former president. I think we were a lot safer than we are today. And I've really, really been reflecting on that lately is that we were, I felt more protected and safe in Trump's America than I do in Biden's America. I felt like there was much more protection of we the people that things like this didn't seem to be happening all the time and I mean there were things still happening but this just seems like a lot to be happening 
And Biden is just not living up to what he needs to live up to and be the kind of leader he needs to be. We need a strong leader who goes out and says, you know what? Enough. You are not going to mess with America like that. You are not going to mess with our freedom, our liberty, our security like that. And I, I think that Biden hasn't been able to provide that. So again, as I've been saying, I've been talking about 2024 a lot and it's really early on, but I think that that is going to be a defining factor in the Republican Party to go against Biden and say, you know what? Look at the security. Are you safer than you were four years ago? And the answer is no, you're not safer now. You were safer four years ago. And that could change. I think obviously if Biden really works to change things, you know, maybe we would be a lot safer, but I, I really doubt it based on what we've seen so far in his handling of a lot of situations. And I think, you know, I much, it sounds very like, oh, this is such a heavy topic and I'm making it sound to be very heavy and it is. But also, you know, we need to have hope in the United States, hope that we can have a better tomorrow, hope for our future, hope that there things can get better and hopes that we can be the country we need to be a strong United States of America that is the beacon for freedom and liberty and I truly feel we can get back to that we just need strong leaders and strong people who are proud to be Americans that's what we need we need those few things we need strong policies we need a strong America because a strong America create has created and will continue to create in my opinion a better future for Americans, a better world, a better place to live, because we are this beacon of freedom, liberty, truth, and justice. Now, I don't really want to go too much into this. I don't want to talk about this politically, and I know this is a political show, but this just hits really close to home as I go to college in Michigan. And I know people who obviously were affected by this, Michigan State University had a shooting earlier this week that killed some people, three people, I think, as of now, and there are some critically injured. And it just, I wanted to give my condolences to the Spartan community. Spartan Strong, we are all with you. We stand with you. We hear you. We love you. And we mourn with you. My heart breaks. Every time I see an act of gun violence, it, it, it it's taking of a human life. It's taking of somebody who's a friend, a family member, a son, a daughter, maybe an uncle and aunt, a father, a mother. It's taking of somebody's life and doing it such so despicably. And it just breaks my heart. Any way of taking a life is disgusting. But it, it just... Seeing this happen at college campuses, at schools, it just makes you think, like, you know, that, that could be my school. That could be me. That could be my friends, my family member. And it breaks my heart to just see that happening throughout our country and I'm not going to get into the politics of it because I do have a lot of opinions on this and I don't think that matters right now. Right now what matters is Michigan State University and bringing our hearts and souls to them, loving them, giving them hugs, embracing them, loving each other, 
You know, that's that's what we need to do. That's what we should be doing as a people. Not yelling at each other about policy right now. Let's do that. Let's talk about things. But right now, we need to be there for each other. Stand united. Because at the end of the day, we are all Americans. No matter who you are, what you believe, we in this country are Americans. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. We are people. And at the end of the day, ultimately, we are just we're human beings. And we should be able to feel for those who are in pain. We should be able to love on them, care for them. Because acts like this shouldn't happen. We live in a broken world, and sadly, they do. But it's our job to go and love on them. So Michigan State, I love you. I hear you. I'm here for you. You are so loved and cared for. And we all, we all need to love on them. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Heart on the Hill. As always, it's been great getting to talk about some different political things going on throughout the country. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode. I know it was a little bit sadder at the end, but it really needed to be said because, you know, it's such an important thing to talk about. And just at the end of the day, as much as I love politics and I love this show so much, I love talking about politics on this show. We're all humans and that comes before any politics for me. You may not agree, but I truly believe that is the truth. And that's what I'm going to do on this show day in and day out as I continue to work on it. Because we are all human beings and we deserve to be loved and cared for all the time, but especially in times of tragedy. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful day. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7.